Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH, and 96.5 TIC. We're going to be chatting this morning about all kinds of events going on in Hartford this year, in 2022, kind of coming out of what has been a pretty restrictive period for COVID-19, at least. We're joined by Hartford's mayor, Mayor Luke Bronin. Good morning, Mayor. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Morgan. How you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know, I can think back to 2020 when COVID-19 was pretty fresh. And uh, and you were going out there and saying that, uh, you know, hey, we're sorry that we can't do this event, whatever the event was. Um, there are a lot of traditional events and annual events that go on in Hartford. And you were apologizing because, because of the conditions of the coronavirus. But you were talking about the time when there was going to be a big comeback. And I think that we're here. We're in 2022. There's a big comeback. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, look, you can you can feel a tremendous amount of energy and activity coming back. And there's going to be a lot going on in Hartford over the summer uh, and even the spring. I mean, you're already, you're already seeing it. You've got the Yard Goats back uh, playing and, and drawing sellout crowds. you got the Hartford Athletic playing down at Dillon Stadium. Um, you've got a lot of activity on Pratt Street uh, where we've closed Pratt down. Uh, permanently to traffic and it is now uh you know it's the past the Pratt's uh, patio uh, but you also have a whole series of summer events coming you know our summer in the series which is sort of a family friendly cultural festival almost every weekend throughout the summer uh you know with the jazz festival as sort of the the uh premier uh summer event here in hartford but you've also got a lot of great things uh, coming back and some new things too Absolutely. And we're going to run down some of these one by one. I uh, got started at the beginning of the year with first night in Hartford and then eventually, uh, you know, look at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. There was a huge turnout for that this year. Yeah, you know, it's funny looking back at uh, 2020, the cancellation of the St. Patrick's Day Parade was sort of the first indication to a lot of people that uh, we were about to be facing something that nobody had anticipated, right? That for a lot of people, that was the, the, the moment when we realized that this was different. And so it was great to be able to have the St. Patrick's Day Parade uh, on a beautiful day and have so many people out celebrating. Um, but, uh, but like I said, it's been, it's been equally great seeing all the crowds coming back into the sports games and everything else. The other thing is that coming into 2020, 
this city has had a tremendous amount of momentum. You know, we had we had fought through our fiscal crisis. We had uh, achieved financial stability. We were starting to attract investment. You had companies coming in, and you just felt like you were starting to click uh, and, and you know find a fire on all cylinders. And then and then COVID whacked us back. So I think in addition to everybody being hungry for social interaction and a return to normalcy, I think there's also uh, just a, a real desire to recapture that momentum uh, that we had and and accelerate it. There must have been so much disappointment at the time back in 2020 when so many of these events, you know, they were they were ready to go, but they had like the St. Patrick's Day parade. That was a last minute cancellation. COVID was just getting started. So, I mean, you compare the disappointment that must have been expressed two years ago versus the excitement now. I mean, how do you react to all of that, the change in the emotions? Uh, I, I think that we are all eager to get back uh, to a little bit more normal life. I think we all, I, I, I speaking personally, uh, I'm eager to be out with a crowd at a ball game. I'm eager to be out on Pratt Street, you know, with, with people, uh, you know, sitting and eating from some of our great restaurants outside, uh, you know, getting some drinks from our great uh, bars and restaurants. I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to a summer that, um, that recaptures that energy. And again, I think that's exactly what we're going to have. We have a ton of events. I'd love to love to talk with you about them. We got a ton of events coming up. Yeah, how have the Yard Goats been doing this year? They're back at it, and I know that there are some area businesses, um, in some cases newer, right by the Yard Goats Stadium that are also enjoying the the increased foot traffic as well. Same goes with the Excel Center right in downtown. Events are coming back, and these businesses, restaurants, bars, uh, like you've mentioned. They are also feeling the comeback. It's not just the events, too. Sure. I mean, Yargos have been doing great. You know, one of one of the stats I loved uh, even even last year was that they had the worst record in the league, but the best attendance in the league. Uh, and to me, that's a that's a great stat. There are also moments when they've had more people at uh, you know Dunkin' Donuts Park than some major league baseball teams have had. Uh, you know, at their parks around the country i I think there's a the the community not just here in hartford but around the region has embraced that team and that stadium with such enthusiasm and uh and it's been beautiful to see but as you said you know it's not just about what happens in the ballpark uh there are a lot of businesses that uh got hard over the last couple of years and they are uh coming back as well some some didn't make it right that we have you know vacant storefronts of businesses that didn't make it through that brutal two-year period of, of such hollowness in the downtown here, just as you had hollowness in, in urban downtowns around the country. But you're seeing those that didn't make it feel a resurgence right now. We're also seeing a lot of new businesses begin to open up. Uh, and partly that's uh, in partnership with the program that we launched called the Heartlift. We use a part of our, a small part of our federal American Rescue Plan resources to provide grants uh, alongside private investment to small businesses that are opening up inside vacant retail stores. And we've already seen 25 new businesses uh, be awarded those grants. Uh, you know, go back to Pratt Street, the north side of Pratt Street had been vacant for decades. Uh, right now, every single one of those storefronts is under contact uh, with you know, a different local business that I think is going to add a, a lot of vitality to the area. So um, 
we're, we're seeing the just as we saw all of the knock on effects of the pandemic, you know, in the negative ways, we're seeing a lot of the positive uh, sort of virtuous circle come back as people return. The Jazz Festival, something pretty uh, unique in Hartford. People look forward to it on a regular basis. It mixes traditional jazz, contemporary jazz, mainstream, non-mainstream, kind of all into one big festival. Could you talk a little bit about Jazz Fest? We had Jazz Fest uh, last year as well. Um, you know, it's great to have it back, but but fortunately, the Jazz Festival never really went away. You know, we, we tried to really make the most of our big outdoor events uh, safely, responsibly, but one of the things we tried to do through that with the pandemic was keep as many of those big cultural events going as possible. Um, Jazz Festival, though, is uh, always one of the best weekends of the year in Hartford. You know, it is just a uh, an incredible uh, opportunity for uh, community here, the region. People come from all over the Northeast and all over the country uh, to to go to that jazz festival. It's the it's the largest free jazz festival uh, in New England. And uh, and it's a great uh, weekend just be out in a beautiful park here in some, uh, you know, amazing, um, amazing jazz in a city that's got a deep jazz tradition. So that's sort of the centerpiece in a lot of ways of the Summer in the City series, which is what we call uh, that series of cultural events. But, but that includes um, the uh, Taste of the Caribbean uh, Jerk Fest, which happens down at the riverfront. It includes the West Indian uh, Independence Celebration uh, in August. It includes a Pride Festival at the end of the summer. It includes the Puerto Rican uh, Day celebrations, which is moving this year from early June to, to late August, uh, and a number of other events throughout the summer, uh, too. So, you know, that, again, that Jazz Fest is probably the best known event that we've got, and it draws 40, 50,000 people in, but it's... Uh, it's just one event in that series. I'd like to chat a little bit about Taste Festival coming yeah. in mid-June. And, uh, and you know, we talk about restaurants and bars in Hartford. Throughout Connecticut, really, they need a lot of help. I mean, I think that there's good demand just from my observations, people that are willing to go back and support restaurants again. But they're still trying to get back to pre-2020, pre-COVID levels. And this is one event that's going to help restaurants be reintroduced into the community, right? Yeah, I'm really excited about Taste Fest. I, I think it's going to be a great weekend. It's a Friday and a Saturday in June. And one of the things I'm really looking forward to is giving people a chance to discover new restaurants that they didn't already know about. You know, we, we've got amazing restaurants in the city. Some of them are in their downtown. A lot of them are in our neighborhoods. Some of them are in sort of small hole-in-the-wall uh, places in our neighborhoods where you find some of the best food in the entire state. So I'm really looking forward to some of those restaurants getting a chance to be out there and uh, and hopefully be discovered by a lot of folks, uh, whether they live in Hartford or, or live you know elsewhere in the state. Um, and, and, and I think uh, it it's going to be another one of those events that uh, just sort of signals that return to, um, to to being out, being together. Uh, they're just being outdoors on Constitution Plaza. And uh, I think you're going to have, you know, dozens and dozens of great Hartford restaurants, some big old institutions you know well, and some brand new ones you don't yet. If you could reflect back on the last two years of COVID-19 and trying to emerge on the other side of it now here in 2020, what are you hearing from restaurant owners, whether they're 
longtime staples in Hartford or maybe newer restaurants have just gotten started in the last year or the last few years and aren't as established. But what are you hearing from owners and, and the business side of things when it comes to the comeback? I think you know that a lot of restaurants have been struggling with staffing shortages. And that, that is the biggest thing that most restaurants are wrestling with now. And obviously, staffing shortages are not limited to the restaurant business, but they've hit hard in the restaurant business. So that's one of the, the things that they've, uh, they've wrestled with the most. But a lot of the restaurants are seeing that business come back. And uh, the other thing that I'm excited about is you know, we've had some great new uh, dining experiences open up during COVID. You know, you think about the Parkville market, which didn't exist prior to COVID, opened up in the spring of 2020 uh, and has just done a phenomenal business and has really become a regional destination uh, where you can uh, explore and experience a whole bunch of different types of cuisine. And I think hopefully it's that same type of energy that you feel in Parkville market that you'll feel outside on Constitution Plaza at uh, the, the Taste Festival. Tell me about Puerto Rican Day and the parade that's going to be taking place this summer. Well, that is a that's a, a staple in Hartford every year. There's the the, the Puerto Rican Parade and, and Festival. Uh, it usually happens early in June. Uh, it's shifting later in the summer this year. It's going to be towards the end of August. But uh, you know, one of the things that makes Hartford such a great place to live, one of the things I love about it, is the the cultural richness and diversity. I mean, we've got a, a, a very large and vibrant Puerto Rican community. We've got a large and vibrant West Indian community. We've got so many different cultures represented. And I love that we get to celebrate them during the summer and, uh, and come together as a community. You know, there's, there's the dance, there's the music, but I like food and there's always good food at all these festivals too. How about Salsa on Pratt Street and that event this year? Yeah, well, what's great about that is it's it's not one event. I mean, it's Pratt Street is more and more uh, a a destination uh, throughout the year, uh, even in the older uh, months, you know, even in the the spring and fall. Uh, you see a lot of people out there on uh, weeknights or uh, you know on, on weekends. Um, we're working hard along with the business improvement district and the chamber of commerce and. Uh, some local property owners to really activate Pratt Street on a regular basis. Uh, salsa on Pratt though is a great example. Of it. You know, when whenever we hold those salsa on Pratt nights, you have hundreds of people coming out and dancing uh, on Pratt Street. Uh, obviously, everybody's also you know able to get food and drinks from the restaurants and businesses nearby. But it is a uh, it really, it has been some of my favorite nights over the last couple of years have been seeing those salsa on frat nights come alive. And you got some phenomenal salsa dancers who come from near and far. Uh, so that's something that we're, we're building on. Um, but again, like I said, you know, our goal is for the activation on Pratt Street not to be an occasional thing, but a constant thing. Looking a little bit later to the end of the summer, kind of that transition period uh, where you get into the beginning of fall, there's the Hartford Pride event yep. that's going on yeah, so in Hartford, early September. Yeah, exactly. So Hartford Pride is is usually the final festival in our Summer in the City series. Um, and uh, it will be, as well, uh, again, this year. Uh, it's going to be uh, 
Last year it was over in Bushnell Park. This year it's going to be back to where it started, which is on Pratt Street, but expanded. It's actually going to be Pratt Street plus Trumbull Street. And, uh, you know, a good amount of uh, Trumbull Street goes down. Uh, we're really looking to, to build that into the, the, the largest uh, sort of premier pride festival in the state. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So regardless what the event is, how can people participate? Is it only for city residents? Could it be from, you know, could you be from a neighboring city or a town and be able to go to one of these events and join in? Is it for anybody? Is oh, it sure. free? Look, I mean, you know, all, all of these events always draw lots of people in from, from outside the city. Uh, it, is, it is obviously, uh, we're, we're the capital city. Uh, we, we take pride in being the the center of the region, uh, center of the state in a lot of ways, and 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 to be the, the cultural heart of the state. Um, so we we welcome everybody in and uh, and hope that folks will will come explore and discover some things that they haven't tried before. You know, a lot of these events we're talking about are longtime Hartford traditions, but there's some great new ones. And we haven't talked about Domingo yet, which is our open streets initiative during the summer. Uh, small state great beer is coming back. Uh, that'll be at the end of the uh, end of September as well. Although it's not officially part of the summer in the city series, uh, it'll end the summer season. Um, and, uh, and then you've got, you know, lots of, uh, other events happening, whether it's down at Dillon stadium over at the riverfront. So the, I think anybody who's looking for great cultural, uh, experiences, great food, music, dance, uh, and just a sense of vitality and a diverse community coming together and celebrating our return from uh, from what we've been through over the last couple of years, I think we're going to give you a whole lot of options. I'm glad you brought up Domingo. Could you just explain what that is a little further? Yes. Uh, Domingo, obviously a play on the, uh, the Spanish word for Sunday, is our Open Streets Initiative, uh, which is going to kind of reclaim long stretches of avenues or kind of our main commercial corridors for uh, one Sunday a month during the summer. That's the, the fourth Sunday of uh, every month during the summer. And it's a chance to, to reclaim those spaces from cars for a day and turn them into public places where you, you've got restaurants and uh, retailers coming out and uh, displaying their wares and making their food available where you've got people uh, walking, biking instead of driving, where you have performances from uh, local uh, music groups. Uh, you've got a lot of cultural activity, uh, you know, all coming together. We, we want to kind of claim, turn those streets for a day essentially into a big, a big block party, but, but in a way that really knits our community back together, uh, connects neighborhoods together, hopefully gives people a chance to come out and have a great time with some friends, but also meet some neighbors you didn't know and maybe meet, meet some folks from across town you didn't know. And and here too, you know, everybody's welcome, uh, whether you're from Hartford or not. Uh, we've got some, some great sponsors. Uh, Hartford Healthcare is a big sponsor of this uh, and um, we're really, uh, really looking forward to it. It's, it's something that has been done in a couple of other places uh, really started actually in, in South America and uh, there are a couple of cities in the country that do it. We're not aware of anybody, any place in Connecticut that has done it on this scale. And uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good way to 
bring our community back together. And, you know, you saw during the pandemic that in a lot of ways, cities and towns alike reimagined public spaces, you know, uh, created more parklets, closed some streets, uh, took those streets back, whether it was for outdoor dining or just for pedestrian experience. And although our main commercial avenues have got to stay open, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun, I think, to turn them into centers of community. It would seem to me, Mayor Bronin, chatting with Mayor Bronin this morning, for anyone just tuning in on Face Connecticut, uh, talking about all kinds of events going on in Hartford, kind of year-round, but focusing on what's coming up this summer. But Mayor Bronin, it would seem to me that there's some kind of event for almost every kind of interest, but is there anything that you're looking to have added maybe next year or two or three years into the future? Is there anything that's missing? Uh, look, I, I want... I want to hear that from the community. The, the great thing about this city is there's so many people with ideas for what they want to create. Domingo is a good example. You know, somebody on our team, uh, Matt Gale, uh, has seen this elsewhere and said, let's bring this to Hartford and, and works hard to build it. Uh, so I don't want to be too prescriptive about what we do. I'm look, we're in the market for good ideas all the time. That said, I, I have always uh, wanted to bring a, uh, a bluegrass festival to Hartford. There was a fiddle fest back in the day. And I would love to see a bluegrass festival come back as part of the summer series. I'd also love to see a gospel festival. Uh, we've got a small one. I think that uh, that's uh, there's an opportunity to grow that into a uh, another Hartford summer signature event. I think it was 2020 when I remember a lot of great demand for parks throughout the state, Hartford being one of the locations um, so you're expecting strong demand in parks this year, this summer? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, my, my kid plays soccer over in Cold Park. Every time I'm out there, it is packed. Every field's in use. Uh, you know, every, lots of families out there picnicking while, while people are playing sports. It's been a great thing to see. And I think you're right. I think during the pandemic, a lot of people rediscovered what uh, outdoor uh, recreation has to offer and obviously it was a, a way to get outside uh, responsibly, uh, you know, socialize responsibly outside. But uh, I think a lot of that discovery has been, uh, you know, people have hung on to that and it's been great seeing a lot of people out. I, I live near Bushnell Park too, and I, I've seen just a whole lot of people out there walking, playing. Uh, it's, been, it's been nice to see, and I think it's going to continue. Has COVID funding that came from the federal government over the course of the last two years now, has that played any kind of part in putting on perhaps bigger, more exciting events this summer? Has that contributed to any of the events at all, any COVID funding? It has to some extent. So the, the Summer in the City series, which again is that series of free family-friendly festivals all through the summer, that is uh, has been privately funded for a number of years through uh, generous contributions of, uh, you know, companies like uh, Raytheon and uh, Stanley Black and Decker and others uh, were able to provide some additional funding through our American Rescue Plan to help uh, expand those uh, those summer events and, and make them better than better than ever. You know, the other part, there, there are a couple of other uh, concert series and things that we're working on that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet. So back to your question about what else we might see. You know, if you have me on in another couple of months, I might have some more to tell you. But uh, but we are using a small amount of our American Rescue Plan dollars uh, in supporting arts 
culture and the reactivation of uh, of the city. We're out of time this morning on Face Connecticut. Mayor Luke Bronin joining us, talking about events in the capital city this summer. Mayor, just real quick, is there any one place where people could go to learn more about maybe a schedule, uh, maybe other information, more information about events, any place they could go? I mean, you can always go to uh, the city, uh, the city's website uh, at, at hartfordct.gov, but you can also go to hartford.com, which has a pretty good calendar of things to do and uh, places to go. So I encourage you to check it out. Mayor, thanks for being on Face Connecticut this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you, Morgan. Take care. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 